king, a CGI thing. I'm here to eat and bare my teeth and shake a tail fin. A bikini babe, catching a road wave. A big surprise, I'm gonna rise and flash my tooth cave. All the buff dudes say on the beach food. They're gonna need a bigger boat and barrels real soon. I'm a sea king, a CGI thing. I'm here to eat and bare my teeth and shake a tail fin. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Bucket of Chum, the Shark Movie Podcast. As always, I am your host, Steve Coates, and this week, I am talking about Shark Encounters of the Third Kind from 2020, directed by Mark Polonia. That's right, everybody, it's another Polonia Brothers movie. Ow! Yeah, this movie is fucking insane, and I just want to say thank you to Misha Benagerie. I am so sorry, I cannot pronounce your name, um, but she commented on a post or contacted me through Facebook, and this movie was already on the list, but I moved it up a little bit closer because she wanted to hear it, so thank you so much for reaching out, and I hope you enjoy the episode. But before we go any further, I do want to continue to give a few shout-outs to just some awesome people that have been... I've been in contact with either through podcasting or whatever. Yeah, so first I just want to give a shout out to the Bummer House podcast. So they cover all of Blumhouse's movies. It is absolutely fantastic. I was lucky enough to be on an episode where we talked about a movie called Sweetheart. Great movie. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it uh, from Blumhouse from 2019. So yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on the show. It was an absolute blast. Um, yeah, they're just awesome. So check it out. That's the Bummer House podcast. Again, I will link all these below in the show notes. Another shout out to give me back my action movies. Give me back my horror movies. Those guys are great. Honestly, just listen to the podcast. Follow them on Instagram. They do so many awesome horror movies and action movies. It's it's just a good time. It's just an awesome time. So give them a follow. And a shout out to the Horrorcraft podcast again. I was just on an episode where we talked about Sharkula. And yeah, it was an absolute blast. So thank you so much for having me on. Again, check her out. Um, the podcast is great. They just they talk about all kinds of horror stuff, not necessarily just movies, but like the merchandise and all kinds of stuff. So give them a listen. And yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on your show. And I'm going to be doing this throughout. I'm going to be sprinkling in shout outs throughout the episode. So these people have just been very supportive. So yeah, I think they deserve a shout out. And hey, you listening? You might actually like some of their podcasts too, so why not give them a listen? And also, in this episode and future episodes, you are going to notice more trailers in the middle. Um, I want to start promoting some podcasts or just other people, again, who have been very supportive or, you know, people who just want to get the word out about their show or um, you might hear something from an author or something. So, yeah. Um, eventually on Patreon, I will do like ad free episodes and all that. Once I get more interest and we'll add more tiers. So yeah, there's going to be some trailers as always. So yeah, let's support all of our other podcasting friends, right? Enough about that. Let's dive into this movie, Shark Encounters of the Third Kind. So, I mean, obviously the title alone is a take on Close Encounters of the Third Kind, directed by Steven Spielberg from 19... I want to say like 73, something like that, somewhere around there. I'm pretty sure it predates Jaws, but anyways, if you haven't seen that movie, that's a great movie. This is different. <laughs> um, yeah, 
So, like, right off the bat, with the poster expectations, it's just, like, sharks and UFOs in space, but there's an ocean, and they're fighting, and there's lasers. Craziness. So, I'm expecting balls-to-the-wall sci-fi sharks fighting UFOs in space battles, maybe? Like, at the very least, UFOs fighting sharks, perhaps? I don't know, but that's kind of what I'm expecting just based on these posters. But, without further ado... Let's dive in. We get a title card right at the very beginning saying we are in Port Oceana, California. Two guys in a boat. One man is scuba diving. He's looking for treasure. And he basically narrates or expositions to himself about like a sunken U-boat. And if he finds the treasure, he's... And if he finds the treasure, he's keeping it for himself. He comes across the shipwreck or U-boat. It looks like a ship, but it, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I'm not a fucking boat expert either, so whatever. And again, he's fucking narrating everything he does. So he says, I'll check the outside of the boat first. Then I'll go in through one of the holes and check the inside. And, oh no, sharks. They didn't tell me sharks would be everywhere. Like, ugh, dude, that, yeah, that's typically how one searches around a shipwreck. They check the outside and then they check the inside. Wow. So after seeing the sharks everywhere, he says he'll go inside the boat for protection and look for the treasure. And then we get a bikini babe snorkeling, and Scuba Dude is just watching her very creepily, and he says, win-win, treasure and a beautiful woman. <laughs> he doesn't actually do the hub, I just, like, I figured, like, he's the type of person to, like, make that noise, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, a shark comes out of nowhere and nabs the girl, and, like, the shark is just a rubber doll or something in front of a green screen, so we just see it whip by the screen, blood comes in the water, the scuba diver is so nonchalant about what just happened. And he's like, well, time to go. <laughs> like, yeah, you just saw somebody get, like, attacked and murdered by a shark. But, yeah, no, it would just be cool about it. I mean, I guess at least he's calm. But it doesn't help because then a shark comes and he's fucked and he's dead. <laughs> and now we're inside a spaceship. Yeah, we're inside a spaceship. You're listening to me talk about a shark movie and we're inside a spaceship, and there's two aliens watching Earth and waving their hands over their console, like, flying the ship. We see an astronaut floating outside a space station, but whenever we get a close-up of this astronaut, it's, like, stock footage of astronauts working in a pool. Um, so if you don't know this, um, astronauts will train at the bottom of, like, a very deep swimming pool because it helps um, with their restricted movements are like working in zero gravity sort of thing. So yeah, it's stock footage of somebody doing that. Like they are not in space. They are in a fucking pool. Um, when we got, when we go to the wide shots, like, yeah, it's, I don't know, clip art. <laughs> I don't know. It's just some like very shitty CGI. So we see the spaceship approach and the aliens shoot at the space station and it explodes. The alien ship then comes down to Earth and is hovering over the ocean. Some dude is sitting on the beach with some scuba gear, looking out at the water. And then he prays to a star and he looks up at the sky. And it is the most god-awful CGI sky. Oh, it's brutal. Some of the CGI is brutal in this movie. I, I still had a pretty good time with it, but some of it's, like, bad. Like, it's bad. <laughs> so he gears up to get into the water. We cut to a shark just chilling in the ocean. Like, well, just a fake shark, obviously. It's like, oh, okay. We're, like, we're well aware there's sharks there. We, we didn't need this cutaway, but there it is. So Scoopy Dude gets in the water. 
the alien ship hovers above him, and he's very much not in water. He's in front of a fucking green screen. The shark approaches him and attacks until the water is red, and the aliens are watching this on their screen, and then they decide to take their ship into the water and set it down on the bottom. I don't know what is happening right now. I have zero fucking idea. No, no clue. I couldn't even begin to guess at what is happening. So after all that, the aliens are now on the beach, and we go to credits with some fucking dubstep song. There was a lot of, like, electronic music in this movie, I guess because it's supposed to sound futuristic. Listen, I used to listen to some dubstep back in the day when I was in college, and it was fine in its time. Even then, it wasn't really fine, let's be honest, but... I'm pretty fucking sure that if aliens are listening to other types of music or futuristic music, it's not going to be fucking dubstep. I promise you, it is not. And we don't need to be subjected to it. We really don't. After the credits, some girl is digging in the sand on a beach, or it's more, it's like very rocky than sandy, but anyways, there's cats watching her as she buries a box, and she sits down on it, And then, like, we kind of hear a weird noise. I didn't know what it was at first, but we find out in a second. A woman comes from the forest and approaches, and she says, Good morning, Camilla. Lose another cat. And this girl, whose name is Camilla, responds, Hi, Dr. K. Coyote's got this one. And then they talk about how this doctor's dad used to let her bury the cats. And the doctor says, He was a good man. And then she asks, Do you have to mark the spot? And yeah, okay, so I thought, the the weird noise that I thought I heard, yeah, it was her peeing on the box. But I thought, nah, it's just some weird sound effect, but nope, no, she's fully pissing on this box. Camilla says, it's so nothing digs it up, which makes sense, but like, bury it deeper? I don't know, I'm not an expert, just bury it fucking deeper and the cats won't dig it up. Like, like don't, and don't bury it in sandy rock. And she had a shovel with her, and she didn't even use it, she just used her fucking hands the whole time. Ugh. Like, but she's also, like, very clearly in, like, a mental health institution, so I guess it's not totally her fault, but, ugh. God damn, Camilla, be smarter. I'm probably being too harsh. <laughs> The doctor asks, like, who would dig up the cats? She's like, would the coyotes do it? Camilla looks at the sky and says, no, them. And then she just walks away. And then Kay, the doctor, sees some lights out in the water, and she walks towards it, and then she spots a decapitated head from one of the scuba divers from earlier. Which one? I don't really know, because there were two scuba divers earlier, and I'm not sure which one this head belongs to, but there it is. (laughs) And then we're back with the two guys from the beginning, uh, played by Jeff Kirkendall and Mark Polonia. These two, so Mark Polonia is the director. Jeff Kirkendall is in pretty much all of his movies. Uh, we're Instagram friends. Hello, Jeff. Uh, yeah, great guy. I love just seeing these two together all the time. It's You know you're watching a Mark Polonia movie when you see this guy. So yeah, they're sitting on the boat wondering where their diver is, and then we see blood bubble to the surface. The two guys see lightning bolts coming out of the water, and again, very nonchalantly decide to leave. Like, as if this isn't the strangest fucking thing they've ever seen. Like, how many times are you just out on the water and it's like, oh man, there's lightning coming from the water? <sighs> well, about time to be hitting the old dusty trail, I suppose, and yep, like, what? <laughs> And then we cut to a man being awoken by a ringing phone, and we learn he's with Harbor Patrol. He answers, he looks shocked, 
and then we're in a boat with him, and then he shows up to where Dr. K found the head. She says the neighbor said to call the harbor patrol or whatever, and she asks if they're like real cops, and he responds, well, real enough. This is the guy who played the cop in Cocaine Shark, so like that charismatic little dude, yeah, he's back. Um, like, so yeah, he's also in like, all of Mark Polonia's movies, it seems like he pops up everywhere. It seems so. She tries to backpedal, like after being offensive, after saying, "Like, yeah, you're not a fucking cop," which I don't know anything about Harbor Patrol, but I'm guessing that they have the same authorities that police do in the harbor. I don't know. I'm just whatever. And then she asks if he's ever even been a cop before, and then we learn that he was like a fucking tank driver in Afghanistan. So I'm like, okay. The- qualifications good enough for you bitch (laughs) like jesus he says the sharks have been bad this time of year because people uh keep diving and thinking that there's buried treasure by the island i'm not sure why that is attracting sharks i don't know (laughs) but yeah he looks at the head closer and says there's like burn marks near the bite marks he says he's gonna patrol the area and then she asks like are you just gonna leave the head there he looks down and he asks for a reusable grocery bag Although she probably doesn't want to reuse it. (laughs) She says she was just thinking like, okay, like what if a kid came by or something? And he says, hey, that'd be something. And then she says uh, she's a therapist and uh, he says, well, I'm an a-hole sometimes from spending too much time talking to Terry Taliban. This dude needs a fucking therapist more than I do. Who refers to talking to the Taliban as too much time talking to Terry Taliban? I have never heard that term before, but I'm pretty sure every time I hear, like, the Taliban talked about, I'm gonna picture this, I'm gonna hear this fucking line in my head, oh, Terry Taliban, and it's just gonna, like, not make me take it seriously, which is just fucking awful, (laughs) like, good god. So he walks over, and he grabs a bag from the back of a truck. Whose truck? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he came there by fucking boat. I don't think it's the doctor's truck, so... I don't know. He just went to a truck, grabbed a bag, but he went up to it as if it was, like, his truck. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) So now he's back in his boat. He's patrolling the water. The two treasure hunters notice, and one of them says they should pull out now. The other says, no, that his granddaddy told him of the German U-boat that sank off the island and has Nazi gold in it. So, yeah, these two guys basically just hire divers. The divers go down and die, and they just keep hiring them to find Nazi gold. Why don't you fucking go down there? Also, with the amount of divers I feel like they've been hiring, I kind of feel like they almost could have afforded to, I don't know, rent, like, a personal sub or fucking something. Like, goddamn, dudes. Introducing Jake Bannerman, the Dark Lord of Horror. His tales aren't just stories. They are battles against real demons, struggles against the unspeakable, and crusades to shine light in the darkest corners. This is not your usual horror. This is not for the faint-hearted. Its darkness would consume you. Only the bravest dare to venture into this realm. Do you have what it takes? Drawn from life's most haunting moments, Jake crafts his blood-chilling horror tales that transcend fiction, plunging readers into the deepest voids of human emotion. But there's more to Jake's work than just harrowing dark tales. With every story that he writes and every book he publishes, he supports a cause that's close to his heart. Horror can heal. Horror can save lives. And Jake Bannerman is the living proof of it. Join him on this journey, where tales of terror bring hope 
where nightmares fuel dreams, and where the darkest of tales can bring the brightest light. Be part of a horror revolution. Welcome to Jake Bannerman's Hell. We hope to make you come back for more. Hi everybody, I'm Josh. And I'm Brett. If you're looking for a different horror podcast, one that stands out from the rest... Well, don't look here. <laughs> absolutely not. Every week we talk about our favorite horror movies and some of our favorite aspects of those horror movies. So that's something that interests you? Check us out. The only thing that sets us apart is that it's us. So if you like the sound of our voices... Check us out at the Evil Death Podcast. Wherever it is that you find podcasts. And now we're with Dr. K... She drinks some wine at her table. Her phone rings. It's her mom telling her she's on her way from the airport. And then Kay asks if she really wants to do this. And then the mother tells us, Your father and I have been divorced for a very long time. I just want to go through some of his things and see if there's any memories I want to keep. If they're divorced, the dude isn't dead. His thing's back. Why do you want to keep any of it? Like, this is just so weird. This is like the scene in the room. Where, like, Lisa's mom tells her she has cancer and it's, like, complete nonsense. I felt like this was the same fucking thing. Like, it was just so weird. And then they have, like, a dumb two-second argument about something. Because she's like, oh, you know, Dad. And then she's like, no, never mind. And then they hang up the phone and then Kay goes back to drinking her fucking wine. Now we're with some 35-year-old dude and he walks into what appears to be his room if he was, I don't know, fucking 15. Like, it looks like a teenager's room. It's pretty cool. There's like a, I think there's a Dawn of the Dead poster. Uh, There's a Ghostbusters 2 poster in there. Like, there's some cool shit in there. But there's like a single or double bed for this one guy. And like, he just does not look like he belongs in this room. So strange. He falls asleep on his bed and he starts seeing the aliens. He wakes up and wanders the house for a minute and then goes back to bed. And now we're with some girl on a beach. So like, I don't even know if we see this dude again, to be honest. I'm I'm not 100% sure. I think like maybe we do, but not very sure. So it was just nonsense, nonsense. So yeah, we're with some girl on a beach. Um, this beach looked familiar. I feel like it was the beach that they used in Landshark, uh, second episode I ever did, also directed by Mark Polonia. Uh, yeah, it just it looked like the exact same fucking spot, so that was cool. She puts a towel down, she looks out at the water, and then undresses into her bikini. Ow! She heads to the water, and she kind of looks like a discount Sophie Turner, but I feel like this girl can act better. Or, well, actually, I feel like this girl can act. Period. We get some gratuitous ass shots as she walks into the water. She lets the waves wash over her, and then she starts swimming, and she sees a shark fin head towards her. So she fucking books it back for sure, and she makes it as the shark continues to, like, swim around. She gets there, and she's panting. She looks up, and the two aliens are standing, looking down at her, and she heads back into the water, and the shark eats her. So her fucking, like fight or flight instinct was to just like run to the sharks (laughs) like she was like aliens or sharks what's the lesser of two evils if this was like real world probably the sharks maybe um but in this particular instance like why why wouldn't you just run away on land i i have i'm just so confused as to why she decided that oh this shark was coming at me very aggressively so i'm gonna go back towards it Fuck, man, I don't know. Bitches be stupid. 
I'm not saying all women are stupid. That was a joke. Calm your tits. <laughs> and after she's eaten by the shark, we see her severed leg wash up on shore. And then we go into the woods and the aliens have some sort of technological device set up. I'll assume it's for communications, but who the fuck knows? We never... I don't think we ever really find out what it's for, what its purpose is. Like, we see them around it, and they do some stuff with it, but, like, I don't know what the purpose of this machine is. I have no idea. And then we hear a man tell Dr. K he still sees the aliens when he's sleeping. And then we go to the aliens. They're in their ship, and this man is lying down. And then we're with Dr. K, and she's telling this man that maybe he'd be better off coming back to group therapy. And then he says that, like, him... And the other people who got implants from the aliens, some have them with the positive side up, and some of them have them with the negative side down, so they can't all be in the same room together. Which, honestly, is complete nonsense. Nothing about that makes sense. Other than they probably couldn't afford to have, like, a room full of extras. Like, that's the only thing I can think of. So then Kay says, alright, you can come back to the group, or we can do afternoon appointments, or whatever. And now we're at a pier, and we see rides, and people on the beach, and then the aliens are watching the people, I guess? Because we cut to them every once in a while, and so I guess they're watching people? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just grasping at straws here. Some guy walks through the woods. He points at them and says, You're not from around here, are you? The aliens look at him, and he's like, Aliens? I knew you were real, illegal or otherwise. Fuck's sakes, man. Like, just leave. <laughs> like, just die. <laughs> Which he is about to do. He asks to take a picture with them. One of the aliens shoots some lightning out of his hands, and the guy falls to the ground, and he's got... And he's missing an arm. The aliens just continue to finick with their fucking device. So they don't even care that this guy showed up. They shot his arm off, and they're like, yeah, all right. One of the aliens puts his hands up, and he captures a shark in a bubble... And then it floats into his hands. So there's a shark in a bubble, shrunken down in an alien's hands. I don't know what to do with that sentence or with that image in my head. Or even watching it, I didn't know what to do with it. After finishing the movie, I didn't know what to do with it. But now we can all just have it in our heads, rent-free. Just an alien in a bubble. Or sorry, a shark in a bubble on an alien's hand. Sounds poetic, but it's not. It's just complete fucking nonsense. And they start zapping the shark or something. They have, like, some tool that they keep going over with it. And then we go to a bar. So the treasure hunters are there recruiting someone else to die for them as they play pool. And they tell them, like, it's the U-boat treasure. This guy thinks it's just stories. But the other hunter insists that, like, my granddad was no liar. The other treasure hunter comments that he doesn't like the look of this guy. And he's seen him somewhere before. And they ask if he's a cop. And he's like, you really think cops would bother with this? I've seen your boat. (laughs) But I'm like, uh, yeah, these dudes are hiring divers that keep dying. I'm sure the cops would be, like, pretty fucking interested in that. And then the other hunter chimes back in and says he recognizes him now. He was on a reality TV show. So he was basically on a show like Alone. If you haven't seen Alone, it's a show where they take like six people. Um, Each person is dropped off in their own like remote part of an island or like something. um, And they have to survive by themselves, no help. 
Um, they have to film themselves. They have to find their own food. They have to make their own shelter. They're allowed to bring like six items or three items with them or something. So basically that's what this guy did. He did the show and then he didn't make it very long because a snake bit him on his left nut. God damn, I hate when that happens. You're just out in the woods and fuck, snake gets you on your left nut. At least it wasn't the right one. They all agree to work with each other and then they cheers. And then we're back with the aliens on the beach watching people swim. And the spaceship underwater is watching sharks on their screen. And then we have some guy going through a box of VHS tapes. He takes one and then he walks ridiculously slow down these fucking stairs and eventually puts the tape in and it's called real abduction stories but the phone rings as soon as he sits down so he goes and picks up and it was a friend or something and he says he wants to just be left alone and then on the tape a cop is being interviewed and describing an alien encounter so he found someone in a parking lot ranting about the aliens and he was wearing a tinfoil hat and he just kept screaming like, they're going to read my thoughts, leave my hat on. <laughs> and so he was taken away to a hospital until military men showed up and took him away. And then it was as if nothing happened. I don't know what the fucking point of this scene was. Because first of all, this guy being interrupted by a phone call, nonsense, doesn't matter. Nothing matters. I, ugh, like, even this interview, like, okay, who cares? We already know aliens are real in this universe. We've seen them several times. And also, like, who they're interviewing doesn't show back up again. It's just some random dude. I I don't know what it's about. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> I have no idea. Dr. K is at a restaurant getting coffee, and the waiter's like, it's on the house. And we learn, basically, K's dad had an alien abduction support group or whatever, and he really helped his dad out. So he's like, yeah, you get free coffee whenever, blah, blah, blah. And then we also learn that her dad also thought that her mom was abducted, but that's kind of all we get from that. It was just like, yeah, he thinks your mom was abducted. And it's like, ah, oh. And then we go with Kate's mom as she's driving and her radio cuts out. The car comes to a stop and she gets out and looks at the car I don't know, like, her car just died. She doesn't even pop the hood. She just gets out and looks around like, oh, well, I don't know what the problem could be. Like, listen, I, I understand, like, you probably don't know anything about cars. I don't know much about cars myself, but, like, if it just stops for no reason, I kind of feel like I wouldn't just look at the outside of the car and just be, like, totally bewildered by it. Especially if it lost power. I'd be like, well, battery's dead. Like, ugh. I just hate stupid people, man. <laughs> So after she does her fucking great diagnosis on what's wrong with the car, which she doesn't figure out, she tries to use her phone but just gets some weird loud-ass noise. She then spots the aliens in the woods, and then they just stare at each other for a bit. The alien then raises its hand, and a purple light emits from it. Kay's mom suddenly snaps out of a trance and says, I remember! And the alien, in a distorted voice, repeats her, I remember. They then just start saying... Kay's name like over and over again back and forth I remember Kay I remember Kay I don't know if it was imitating her or what I don't know what is happening I it's like every week every time I watch a movie now it's like I'm more and more baffled each and every time and I don't know how it's possible that like 
each movie is more and more confusing than the last. It's amazing, though. It's incredible, really. And then we go back to the restaurant, and the waiter tells Kay her dad believed all the people were abducted multiple times. All the people in the support group, they were abducted more than once. And then they also kind of speculate that that's why her mom left. The Harbor Patrol guy sits down at the table and asks for a coffee. Uh, we learn that he's going to college, and Kay and the waiter are like, College? But you're so fucking old. <laughs> no, they don't say that. But, like, Kay being a therapist was not super supportive. Like, the guy was like, oh, yeah, after I ran over a couple of IEDs in Afghanistan, I decided I'm going to take advantage of, like, the GI Bill to, like, pay for my college or whatever. And it's like, cool. I don't know why they make such a weird and big deal about it. Like, this guy is excited about it because every once in a while he'll say, like, oh, 72 hours, 72 hours. Or he'll be like... Two and a half days, two and a half days. Like, that's how much time he has left before he goes to college, I guess. But, like, you're a fucking therapist, and, like, who cares how old he is? He's, ah, fuck you. (laughs) You're a terrible therapist, Kay. But, like, this guy says he's going to be a writer, and I just can't imagine anything that he writes is going to be, like, legible or sensical in any way, shape, or form. But, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's going to be a fucking, uh, like, uh, Pulitzer Prize winner. I don't know. I don't know. He then says the medical examiner is looking at the severed head to identify it. And in the meantime, he's taking a picture to show around. And he has like a stack of pictures. So Kay takes the pictures and hands it to the waiter. The waiter asks like, what's wrong with him? And Harbor Patrol just says, well, that's all there is of him. It's just his head. And then Kay says, well, at least you framed the picture nicely. So like this dude's just walking around with a picture of a severed head, just going up to people being like, hey, you know this dude? (laughs) I would be fucking traumatized if somebody started doing that to me. Like, is that a real severed head? And why are you showing me pictures of it? That's so weird. As the waiter goes through the pictures, he recognizes one of the treasure hunters and tells them about him. And like, they kind of figure out what's happening. Like, oh, okay, these guys are hiring people. I think they kind of speculate that. At the end of the day, this doesn't really fucking matter. So who cares? (laughs) We go with the medical examiner. The phone is ringing. She looks at it and shakes her head. Like, if it's annoying to you, like, pick it up or turn the volume down. Like, why are you so annoyed by this? You're a medical examiner. Your telephone's gonna fucking ring. You should probably pick it up every once in a while when it does that too. But, again, what do I know? She looks at the severed head, or paper mache head, whatever you want to call it, and says the wounds are too clean to have been the shark's. We get an alien POV lurking around the hospital beds and some patients. And when it goes by one of the patients hooked up to oxygen, we clearly see it's a fucking dummy. I'm I'm thinking maybe they filmed in like a medical training area because I know I've filmed in one when I did a short film and they had like dummies in the beds and whatnot. But I'm like, could you not have put somebody in the bed? Like, anybody. Just somebody. (laughs) Like, it doesn't matter who. You could have put an actual person in the bed, but it's so obvious that it's a dummy, and it's just... I don't know, it's just weird, but... I know, I get it. It's just all part of the fun, Steve. Well, I can still make fun of it and enjoy it, too, so fuck you. (laughs) The alien's hands come into frame as it grabs the medical examiner, and there's flashes of light. Like, every time the aliens grab somebody or do something, there's, like, flashes of light, or it gets blurry... I don't know if this is supposed to indicate, um, like, their energy source, or if they're a psychic, or, like, I don't know. It's just never really explained, and it's just all kind of left up to guess, so I'm guessing. Now we're back with Kay's mom, and she's driving in a daze, like, she has no idea what's going on, and she misses a call from Kay. 
Kay and Harbor Patrol are looking out at the water from what I assume is Kay's house or cabin. One of the abductees, Mr. Nesbo, walks by, ranting some nonsense, and he says, like, oh, you don't know, you don't know, the aliens are back. And then he says that the ship that went down in the harbor was not a German U-boat, but an American sub, and it was carrying the wreckage of a UFO and... Amelia Earhart skeleton. I don't know what to do with that information. I don't know what to do with that. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to change the name of this episode to I don't know. (laughs) Kay asks, why come back after all this time? And the man is like, they're aliens. Time doesn't mean anything to them. A minute? A million years? It doesn't matter. And then he runs off into the woods. (laughs) Like, and then Harbor Patrol dude, like, kind of makes fun of him. And Kay says that, like, he's not the only one. And then, like... Harbor Patrol dude just kind of like rolls his eyes or whatever. And it's like, dude, there's some weird shit going on. Like, maybe you should start believing in some of this stuff. I don't know. Nesbo is on the beach and he looks out at the water and says, Come and get me, you bastards. We see a shark fin in the water, but I guess Nesbo doesn't see it or it just has like zero consequence on whatever he's doing and he walks away. One of the aliens starts following him, I think. It's hard to tell sometimes because they reuse so many of the shots of the aliens. It's hard to follow, like, who they're watching or if they're just on their own or, like, who fucking knows. So three quarters of the time, I don't know what the aliens are doing. I don't know what the people are doing. I don't know what anything or anybody is doing ever. (laughs) Nesbo is then almost run over by Kay's mom as she drives by frantically. And then we're at the dock with the hunters and their new recruit, and they start heading towards the island. The harbor patrol dude spots them and says, Hmm, those boys look naughty. Three of them plus me? Maybe they'll want to play some bridge. What? What? Oh my god. Mmm, those boys look naughty. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I don't know, like, who this harbor patrol character is supposed to be. He's supposed to be, like, this badass army dude. And then he sees, like, three guys down on the boat, and he's like, Mmm, naughty boys. <laughs> like, what? This man either needs friends, or needs to get laid, or both. I'm leaning towards both. He says goodbye to Kay and leaves. Camilla is in the woods looking to feed her cats. An alien sees her, and they overlay cat's eyes on the alien, and we hear meowing, and we see the other cats, and then... I'm guessing the alien sends out a psychic pulse or something, and Camilla hears weird noises, and then suddenly we hear crunch, and we hear this off screen, or we, like, we don't see anything, but I think they're implying the aliens controlled the cats and killed her. If that's not what happened, I fucking defy you to watch this movie and tell me what happened in that scene. Because that's the only thing I can think of. And I'm pretty sure that that's what happened. And I'm so confused as to why. Why is this happening? Don't worry, there's more confusion later on. So if you were hoping that any of this was going to get cleared up, spoiler alert, no. (laughs) So, yeah. So, Harbor Patrol dude is doing his thing. He's patrolling. Kay's mom continues to drive. And she's looks like she's just taken, like, fucking 30 Prozacs and a gram of mushrooms. Like, she is fucking out of it. Kay drinks her wine at her table, and then her mom finally arrives, and she approaches the house and just kind of, like, creepily stares at it for a bit. And then Kay sees her out the window, and she looks at her mom, and her mom's head expands and looks alien-like. I don't know, it was super fucking weird. 
we cut to the treasure hunters and they spot Harbor Patrol. They also see a shark and say, like, oh, we might have an answer to our prayers. I, like, are they just expecting the shark is just going to attack the Harbor Patrol guy for, like, no reason? Like, swim up beside his boat and, like, ram it? Well, yeah, because that's exactly what fucking happens. <laughs> yeah, he starts, the shark just starts swimming beside the boat and then ramming into it. And then the treasure hunters are like, all right, we're out of here. I don't understand. Were the treasure hunters doing anything illegal? Like, why were they concerned about Harbor Patrol if they hadn't actually done anything yet? Like, and also, why did the shark just start attacking the boat? Why isn't the shark attacking the boat that's above where this treasure is supposed to be? Do you know? Because I fucking don't, and I watched this thing twice. <laughs> so the Harbor Patrol guy stops his boat, shark pops up, he shoots it with a flare gun, sets it on fire, and then it starts sinking, and I assume it's dead. And as soon as it's gone from the water, he's like, two and a half days and I'm a writer. <laughs> like, oh my god. And he wants to write westerns. Like, he doesn't even want to write about his experiences in Afghanistan. He wants to write westerns, which honestly might be his strong suit. Because, I mean, I don't know a lot of people that read westerns anymore so i kind of feel like he could write whatever he wants about westerns and people would be like oh yeah this is how a western's written <laughs> like oh god so now we're back with Kay. her mom comes inside the house and Kay is like oh mom i know this must be difficult like okay bitch do you not remember two seconds ago when your mother's head looked like a fucking colostomy bag that was about to explode like did you just forget about that like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, this must be hard for you, mom. Yeah, it's awfully hard for me when my fucking head starts to expand and looks like it's going to explode. But clearly the mother is under some sort of influence and she starts choking Kay and she's about to stab Kay when Kay grabs a fucking pan and finally fights back against dear old mom. And then we hear a gunshot. Kay's mom falls down and we just see Nesbo is standing there with a gun. He tells Kay... They came back to clean everything up, and they just tried to kill me on the beach. And he says he saw lights where the spaceship went down, and as he says this, the mom opens her eyes up. Kay says they need to go to Smash Up Island, which is this island where all these shipwrecks are, I guess. Kay's mom grabs a knife and stabs Nesbo in the fucking foot, and stabs him once he falls on the ground. He shoots her, so Nesbo was dead. Dear old mom is dead. She's kicked the fucking bucket. Um, she was old anyway, so I'm sure it's fine. And now there's an alien on the beach, watches the harbor patrol guy go by. Underwater in the ship, the aliens watch more sharks and sends one of them off, I suppose. Again, I have to make a lot of assumptions here because whenever we see the aliens, we don't really know what they're fucking doing. They don't talk, and even showing us doesn't help much. So I'm making assumptions as I go. Kay's at the marina looking for a boat. She's wearing fucking high heels like she's fucking Bryce Dallas Howard in Jurassic World. She runs into an alien on the dock and it speaks. It tells her the experiment is over. The specimens will be disposed of. First of all, what experiments? What specimens? Why are you telling Kay? I, I have way, way more questions than answers at this point. And the movie is almost fucking over. Insane. Harbor Patrol guy comes out of fucking nowhere, shoots the alien with a flare gun, and there's flashing lights, and then the alien disappears. So this 
flare gun is like the flare gun of absolute power because he shot a shark with it, which lit the whole fucking thing on fire. He shot an alien, which lit the whole fucking thing on fire. This flare gun's amazing. Wherever he got it, I want one. I need this in my life. So then the Harbor Patrol guy says, I needed to get gas and shoot aliens, and I'm all out of gas. No, literally, I'm almost out of gas. <laughs> like, what? Oh, my God. Kay tells him, well, fill it up. We need to get to the island. I don't know why they're going to the island. They don't need to go to the island. There's no need for them to go to the island. We see the aliens work on their machine in the woods and stare out at the water. And then they grab a shark in a bubble again. I should mention when they do this, I'm pretty sure it's the fucking shark from Land Shark. It's the same model, I swear. So if you've seen Land Shark or, you know, hear me talk about it, it's the same fucking shark. It's mwah. Muy bueno. The alien goes over the shark with some tool again, and then he repeatedly tells the shark, We hate you. We hate you. Dude, leave the sharks alone then. You're the one who's fucking with them. What are you doing? Like, I don't know. Very confusing. On the treasure hunter's boat, their new recruit is in scuba gear, and one of the hunters is spraying him down with shark repellent. Yes, you heard that right. They're like... Yeah, it's like bug spray because a shark is just a giant bug. Yeah, that's sound science if I've ever fucking heard any. The guy gets in the water, and when he's underwater, quote-unquote, he doesn't even have the mouthpiece in his mouth from the scuba gear, so I have no idea how he's breathing under there. Maybe he has fucking gills. Maybe he's a fish man. I don't know, but he he's not breathing through the fucking scuba gear, I can tell you that much. After a minute, the water starts glowing, and we see the alien ship spark or something, and it looks like a shark is attacking the ship. The diver manages to get back on the boat, and one of the hunters just so calmly, while they're on the boat, says, Hey, look, something's happening over there. <laughs> what? And the guy is yelling, Sharks! Sharks! The hunters then ask him if he saw anything down there, and they think he's lying. Uh, they think that he's going to, like, double-cross. So they think, that, oh, yeah, he saw the gold, and now he's just going to double-cross us. And he says, whatever treasure is down there is not worth it. Because he just saw a fucking spaceship, and he's like, fuck this noise, I want out. And then an alien suddenly appears on the boat and says, the experiment is a failure. We hate you. <laughs> One of the hunters shoots the alien, it dives into the water... The other one was holding a depth charge the whole time. Like, what was your plan there, Super Chief? Blow you and the boat up too? What were you going to accomplish? An alien comes up behind the boat and pulls the diver into the water, where he and the alien are both attacked and eaten by a shark. So, like, I... Do the aliens control the sharks? Or are they... No, they, they have to be... En they're enemies, but they're friends... I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. The hunters say they need to drop the charges and then get out of there. So they throw the charges in the water one by one. And then down below, we see sharks start attacking the alien ship. The hunters begin to leave and they have a remote for their depth charges, which isn't how depth charges work as far as I know, but that's okay. They get to land. Harbor Patrol dude and Kay are there. And Harbor Patrol tells him not to touch the remote. One of the hunters pulls a gun on him. Harbor Patrol dude says that when he left Afghanistan, he swore he'd stay away from the desert and away from guns. And at least one of those was a dumbass idea. <sighs> okay. So he's Harbor Patrol. He's supposed to have 
as much authority as the cops, it appears, as he somewhat mentioned earlier. But he doesn't have a fucking gun. You useless piece of shit. You were, your plan was, okay, your plan was, oh, these boys are being naughty and up to no good, so I'm going to go confront them with nothing. Absolutely nothing. You think that they're up to no good, and your plan was, I'm going to go in there with my charisma and teach them a lesson. Well, guess what? It didn't fucking work. <laughs> God damn it. And then we see flashes of light, and one of the aliens appear. It raises its hand, explodes one of the hunters with its, like, hand death ray. He drops the remote. The fucking ship explodes underwater. The other hunter says, Whatever treasure is down there, it's mine. No one else. And he starts brawling, quote-unquote, with the alien. And they go into the water. The hunter is eaten by a shark, and so is the alien. They're both just eaten by a shark. And now, Harbor Patrol and Kay are on his boat, driving along... And suddenly they hear a loud noise, and it's the aliens. I don't know if it's them on a loudspeaker, if it's psychically. Again, I have no fucking idea. But the aliens say that the oceans belong to them now. People can have the land, and they've defeated their enemies, but they're not friends. So they won't come on land as long as they don't come into the water. We see the alien machines still in the woods, stock footage of people on the beach and surfing, all that shit. And I'm so confused. Why were the aliens saying that the ocean is theirs now, but, like, the ship just blew up, so what aliens are left? Who's still there? And, like, if they hate the sharks so much, why are they staying in the ocean? And why are the aliens afraid of people to go on land? They're, oh my god, I have so many fucking questions and no goddamn answers. So then now we see some bikini babe starts walking into the water and she's attacked by a shark like once she starts swimming. We see her severed leg wash up on the beach and then we're underwater and we hear the alien say, The oceans belong to us. We zoom out of the fucking planet while some dubstep kicks on and we roll credits. Holy shit. Okay, like right off the bat, this movie is... I got really stoned when I watched this, which I believe is the only true way to watch this movie because it is insane. Like, okay, like, the plot holes are incredible. So, like, we get an alien ship landing on the ocean floor, but this whole time we're led to believe that there's a crashed UFO on a submarine, which we never fucking see. We never see it. And then that this ship blows up, but yet there's still aliens left on Earth somehow. And, like, the aliens hate sharks, but they choose to live in the ocean. What the fuck? Like, I don't even know. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I cannot explain the plot of this movie. I, I just tried to. For like 40 minutes. But like I, I can't explain this to you guys. Because I have no idea what I just watched. What just happened. But I mean god damn. Did I have fun? Absolutely. It was a fucking blast. Uh, poster expectations. I mean there were definitely sharks and aliens encountering each other. And I guess there were some sharks attacking the UFO. So 
I mean, let's face it, it's not, a, it wasn't as bonkers as, uh, as much as the poster made it seem like. Like, if this was on more of a level, like, uh, Sky Sharks or something, this movie would have been, like, really fucking dope. But, I mean, yeah, it's, like, way lower budget, so it's not that. Yeah, I mean, just, it's just pure insanity. Like, I don't even know, I couldn't even describe this to somebody, because it's, like, aliens and sharks, but, like, it's like there just happen to be aliens and sharks in this movie, but they really ultimately don't have anything to do with each other. <laughs> so, I don't know. It was fucking weird, but I mean, that's what you get when it's the Polonia brothers, right? Although, if I do have to pick, like, a favorite death from this movie, it's just gonna have to be the redneck who was like, I always knew aliens, illegal or otherwise, were real. Because he just sounds like he would wear a MAGA hat. So, fuck that guy. I was glad he's dead. <laughs> and that was Shark Encounters of the Third Kind from 2020, directed by Mark Polonia. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. You can always find me on all of the social medias. That's Slasher, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, all at Bucket of Chum Podcast. Or go to bucketofchumpodcast.com and... Patreon.com forward slash Bucket of Chum. There is a brand new Patreon-only episode out now just discussing some of my favorite shark scenes in movies, so be sure to check that out. And I will see you guys next time for another episode of Bucket of Chum. (laughs) 